Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. about the chi <laughs> on animorphs anonymous we didn't even record it i gotta assume that that chi is an acronym for something i don't know what yet. is it an acronym or is it an, an initialism <laughs> i guess you can say it as a word so it's an acronym nobody knows what initialism is no nobody yet it sounds kind of fucked up when you say it <laughs> like nobody knows what initialism is like yeah. it sounds like it's like this is the first person to do it and you can't ever claim any like i it, have 100% been fully aware of what an initialism is for, I don't know, seven or eight minutes now. I think it has to be at least over 10 minutes. Yeah, probably. Minimum. Probably. Yeah. It was the first thing we Googled after. I keep wanting to say PSL, but that's pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an initialism because it oh doesn't make a word. <laughs> a pistol. I'm gonna go to Starbucks and order a venti pistol, please. <laughs> this is just a challenge to make all initialisms into words. Yes, I'm into it. Hundred percent. Okay. Challenge accepted. For FBI, it's for. <laughs> Are you here from the for to arrest Moa? I'm gonna try and find out what the world's longest initialism is and just send it to both of you. Oh my god, please. Mm. Try and try and get recordings of y'all trying to acronym it. Hey Tim, do you know what my favorite acronym that Tim's ever said was? Oh shit. She apologized. No, what? No, what? it was when we were at dinner the other night and Tim looked at me and said, What about NASA? Instead oh, of NASA? Damn it. God <laughs> damn Why? Why can't you just let my failures die? <laughs> because it was so wild. NASA. Like, it was like one of those things where I was trying to say NASA, it came out NASA. And even I had a moment like, what? Where did that come from? Why did, how did I just mess that one up like that? And then Tim looked up and made eye contact and he was like, don't. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> It could have been the most southern sounding thing. NASA. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know where it came from. But you went NASA. <laughs> it's NASA, not NASA. I knew. I knew I was doomed. Like, I, I, you cannot spend as long as I have making fun of one human for the way they pronounce stuff and then expect to walk away without scars. Shit. <laughs> it was exactly. It just looked at her and was like, no. No, don't do it. <laughs> Not now. Not, Not now. now. <laughs> Regrets. So I saved it for now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to slander you publicly. Yeah. I was like, you know what we should do with this failure? Publish it. <laughs> <laughs> it was my favorite way that word's ever been said, though. Ever. <laughs> no saw. No saw. <laughs> the fancy space corporation. No saw. Oh, speaking of which, SpaceX. Yes. 
initialism or acronym? Because space is a word, but you don't put X at the end of space. What the fuck is going on? Okay. Does each one of those letters stand for something in their company? Maybe space? not. Space? Yeah. Like sp- Probably. It wouldn't be an acronym, right? Unless space yeah. stood for... Uh, it could just be a name. Like a made-up ass word? Space X. Space is a made-up word. Question no, mark? S- space with an X is a made-up oh. ass word. Yeah, that is a made-up ass word. Spanks. Truest Bank. We're, we're, yeah, it was like two banks merged and became Truest Bank. And it was like, okay, what does Truest mean? Nothing. We Google That's just a made-up ass thing. It's the most bank that ever there was, Tim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like, like seeing as Casey just said it as, I feel like that might have become a thing and I, I, I blame you. Oh. Yeah. oh, I'm adopting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't wait until Mac gets home. We can talk about Nassau. <laughs> Matt, did you hear about Nassau today? Matt loves Nassau. Why are you saying it like that? We're making fun of Tim. All right, I'm in. That's how that conversation's going to go. I'm so excited. You know what I'm also excited about? What's that? Talking about this book. Holy shit. Oh my God, right? Okay, that's a dramatic turn of events from the first two books. Yeah. Excitement for talking about this one. I'm going to assume that meant that you liked this book. Night and day. Yeah, okay, 100% the same. 100% the same. Like, can I just get April books from here on out? She's the only, like, tolerable character, and I was even getting annoyed at her a couple of times, but I'm like, oh my god, this is so much better. (laughs) You know what? It was exactly, like, I liked Christopher when it was a David book. I could not stand Christopher in the Christopher book. Go back to the April book, and I'm like, I'm back to thinking Christopher is funny again. He's still not a good person. Like, I don't, like, don't get it confused, but he's a tolerable read. Right. But yeah, this this whole book, like, I'll let you, I'll let you start before I go, like, <laughs> lay it into it. But, uh, these were characters that I found to be more up my alley. Oh my god, you yes. Know? The the growth alone on April, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I did actually finish this book. I didn't do my normal thing where I, I genuinely stop halfway and don't mm-hmm. read the end of it because I knew everybody <laughs> else had read it and I didn't want to be left out. So I read the whole book. But, oh my god, her her character arc is so fucking satisfying. Now. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's finally back to, like, I don't love her. Like, she's not a character that I... I find no fault with and i love forever but she's headed there mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it, it's nice like even if i don't like the characters to not hate the characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know like I, I there's plenty of terrible terrible characters like in terms of what they do that i still find like yeah i want to read about mm-hmm. and i but they, the first two books it wasn't it wasn't really like that it was characters i didn't like and i didn't yeah just tell me about the Everworld. That's what I want to know about. I don't care about the people anymore. But this book sort of turned that around for me. Mm-hmm. And we still got a bunch of good stuff about the Everworld, too. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah, the stakes got, like, so raised in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm but, like, and like, not only that, but we also, like, the mission's coming into clarity now. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes. <laughs> there was so much about this book. I was like, it's giving Animorphs. It's giving Frontlines. Like, it's giving, you know, all this other shit that I love of all Apple Grant books. I'm just, oh, shit. I'm so excited that y'all liked it, because I thought it was just, like... I didn't think it was just me, but I, I guess I was kind of worried that it was just me. You know, what if it's like, what if they hated this one too? But this <laughs> no. one, yeah, it's 
phenomenally better. The jump in quality, just like yep. not not even quality, because like they're all good, but like enjoyment. That's yeah. the better term. Yeah. It started to find its footing finally, and like I yes. hope that they keep this sort of momentum with the Jaleel book. God, <laughs> but I I mm, I'm super worried mm. about it. Hmm. I don't want to know Jaleel's thoughts. I'm scared to know his thoughts. Jaleel has shared enough of his thoughts with me to know that I don't want to know more of his thoughts. <laughs> I just want April to tell me the rest of the story. I want April's point of view for the rest of the What if series. it is? Like, what if the next book we pick up is an April book? <laughs> yeah, it's just like... <laughs> that would be so nice. <laughs> Jaleel starts talking. April smacks him in the face, says, nope, I got it, and just takes <laughs> over. Oh, my God. Okay, Sorry, I, for one moment, let's live in that reality where every book starts off with like a, my name is, but instead of like Christopher, David, Jaleel, it's like, my name is, shut the fuck up, it's April, <laughs> back again. <laughs> I would subscribe so hard to that series. Oh my God, yes. Or, or, and I feel oh like Christopher's the only one who would, would like obviously do this. What if it was a book that was, air quotes written by Christopher, but you could tell that it was really just like April's notes that he copied. <laughs> I think that would be, uh -huh. I think that would be a lot of fun too. That would be an amazing amount of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would read the shit out of that too. <laughs> I wonder if Senna will get a book. <gasps> oh no, I didn't even think about that as an option. Maybe she'll get like the last book or something. Okay. 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 You say blah. <laughs> You say blah, and I'm like, I'm right there with you in terms of like, I don't want to read a Cinebook, but Cinebook. Cinebook! Cinebook! I don't want to read a Cinebook. I can't, it's hard not to say that like X. But how much insider info would you get about the Everworld out of a Cinebook? Book. Uh, Probably not much because she's a cryptic bitch. That's, well, that's true too. That's true too. I mean, I'll tell you exactly why I know I don't want to read her thoughts. And it's because horses hate her. And therefore, so do I. Yeah. <laughs> I was, as soon as I read that section, I'm like, I want all of Alex's thoughts. <laughs> I don't even think that's in this part of the recap. I don't, I don't even know where we're stopping necessarily. There's no way to know. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they said that, I was like, well, yep, don't trust her. Oh, my God. It was so, it was so much better. It was. It really was. Uh, I, I read this one on the flight to Milwaukee and the flight home from Milwaukee. Aww. Aww. Yeah. That's perfect. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's contextually appropriate to bring up Nassau. <laughs> <laughs> Nassau makes the aeroplanes. <laughs> I still don't know why it fell out of my mouth I like don't that. Know I just why. don't. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's great. That's just like a, I. I'm sure I did like the prairie dog head, where it was just like the what? Yeah. Just, <laughs> just. I. I don't know if you did that because I feel like you were so immediately concerned with like being like, did Alex hear that? And then as soon as you realized I had, you're like, God damn it! <laughs> I guarantee you. That was, there was no time for any other thought other than, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, what have I done? <laughs> what, have, what has happened? Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is my nightmare. That was like, 
18 hours deep into our day and like multiple yeah, alcoholic true. beverages and like <laughs> <laughs> just chaos. But we went to this French ass restaurant. French ass We did. I mean, it's a French ass restaurant. It was bougie. <laughs> maybe it's that's bougie, what you said. Bougie Nassau. French ass restaurant. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> The French rubbed off on you. I had chicken and it was really good chicken. But before we had chicken, I don't know why I got like super salad. Uh, <laughs> I fried chicken at the French restaurant. I think it was, I had told Alex and Jenna that I had never, I knew that honey and cheese was a combination that existed together. Mm-hmm. And I had never experienced this. Well, they brought me this, well, me, they brought all of us, this bread. We had to share. Yeah, we had to share. And I was mad. Uh, but it was bread <laughs> with honey and brie on it. Oh, and yeah, it yeah, might have been the best thing I've ever had in my life. Correct. It was so good. It was amazing. It was incredible. It was worth going to Milwaukee <laughs> and then walking in the the none degree temperatures. Yeah. It did make him this. walk around in the cold quite a bit. <laughs> oh no. It's like there aren't any degrees. You you just you don't have any up here. All gone. Yeah. Can I okay? Not to derail, but to derail one more time before we get into this podcast. Can I tell you about the man who I will never be funnier than at the bar that Tim and I witnessed? (laughs) And it's not because he was a comedic genius. He just is cursed in a way that is very funny. (laughs) So like this bartender, first of all, should not be around people, but God forbid you ever fire this man. Do not do that. He was the perfect bartender for me and Tim. And that's it. But he literally, like, people came into the restaurant, and he, like, they're probably 10 feet away, but they're sitting at their table talking amongst themselves. So he'd call over the bar, can I get you anything to drink? Can I get you anything to drink? Well, fuck me then. And they turned <laughs> around him. <laughs> and then he was trying to shake up some holiday, like, chocolate milk alcoholic Kahlua mix and he's, he puts the cup in the shaker slams it down to start mixing it and it explodes all over <laughs> Shannon and a little bit over me and a little bit over like Shannon's husband coated in chocolate milk and he just goes sorry about that and he continues <laughs> this thing. but this is not the best part this was the funniest fucking part of the evening when I tell you it was the funniest fucking part of the evening, like, I promise you that me and Alex probably almost fell out of our chairs it was so fucking funny to us I was crying so that he has the, this cooler to keep all of the like Kahlua and shit that he needs cold in and it has two doors and he goes and he like shuts one door and then turns around to do something the door just slides back open so he shuts the door turns around to do something the door just kind of creaks back open he does this about four times and then the fifth time he grabs it and he slams the door shut and it sticks and then the other door pops open <laughs> <laughs> I it was one I, second before that Alex had had just looked at me and been like, that refrigerator door has not shut the entire time we've been yes. here. It has just creaked open. And then right after that is when he slammed this door and the other one popped open. And I it, it could not have been timed any better. I almost fell out of my chair. It was so fucking funny. Oh my God. I want to go to this bar. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It was so, so good. <laughs> Oh, like that's a zero percent an exaggeration. That might be a direct quote from what that guy said. <laughs> well, yeah. fuck me then. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that too. Just, and it wasn't like it happened one time and we no. laughed. It was like <laughs> three or four <laughs> groups singing, and he kept doing it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I will never be as funny as that man. Oh 
no, no one ever will. That refrigerator door. The refrigerator, the comedic timing of that refrigerator door was perfect. Oh, so good. Amazing. Oh, yeah. And he made amazing drinks, too, on top yeah, of they, it. Yeah, it was good. They were really, really good. Hmm. One of the best, uh, I think it was an old-fashioned or something, like yeah, Milwaukee old-fashioned. It was one of the best ones I'd ever had. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's adopt him into our friend. Yeah. yeah. Just as the bartender, though. I, I don't think we can do yeah. anything else with him. Yeah, just make us drinks. Thank you. <laughs> there was one. Oh, he did one more thing, too, where he asked something, or, or I guess someone asked him, like, hey, is this drink any good? And he goes, I'm an expert. I make it for myself every night. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's layered. I love that. <laughs> Yep, he painted a really sad portrait of himself for us. <laughs> oh no, I love him. I love him too. I like. It doesn't matter what bar it was. It was that guy was the magic. We need to take him everywhere with us. All right, sorry, I've derailed for far too long. A okay, we love it here at Animorphs Anonymous. We love all of the tales and stories. And I will tell you a tale of my very own. Well, it's not mine. It's Catherine Applegate. <laughs> Michael Grant wrote it. Um, but I will tell it to you in a slightly different way because I gave up on my notes. So here we go. <laughs> Things are getting spicy tonight. Things are getting spicy in this house. All right. Is Everworld number three. Enter the Enchanted. We're reading the first half. Get on it. Oh, hello. Wait, hold on. Well, hold on. Hold on. Before you start. Before yeah. you start, yeah. I hate this title. Enter I the Enchanted? It. Yeah. Enter yeah. the Enchanted. What? Is, what does it even is mean? Is the Enchanted entering, or am I supposed to enter the Enchanted? It's entering. It's like a wrestling match. Enter the Enchanted. You, you don't know. I it do. sounds like this title is playing no, checkers, not chess. <laughs> it is playing chess, not checkers. <laughs> I was like, is this a command? He's telling you something. Merlin went. Merlin went in there and twisted his dick off. Merlin, Merlin went in there and twisted his dick off. I'm going southern now because of Tim. <laughs> We're trading places. <laughs> Tim's talking about NASA, and I'm like Merlin. It's my favorite song. Oh, Merlin, 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 Merlin. His beard was long and white as snow. <laughs> oh, God. We can't do this. We cannot do this. We can though. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted. Nah, you're good. It's a dumb title. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to Everworld, where which is nothing like the real world, because in Everworld, there be dragons. Yes, there's a dragon here. Alex is doing a dance. We're all having fun. <laughs> April's not having fun. She is scared shitless. She's standing rooted to the ground, and Jaleel is yelling at her to run. Uh, and Senna screams at the dragon to fuck off. And Christopher and David have their little weapons and they're like waving their little weapons around like little boys with toys and they're gonna defend Senna's honor because they're fucking bewitched by her. Um, and the dragon's just like, no, goodbye. And just like brushes them aside. And Senna literally uses Christopher as a shield at one point, which cool, love that for her. Um, and then a voice cries out, hold, and four men in suits of armor ride into the fray. And the dragon's like, hey, so Merlin sent me. This isn't any of your business. Can you, like, go away now, please? And one of the suits of armor guys is a handsome fellow with black hair. And he's like, nay, motherfucker, let's fight. And the dragon's like, nah. And he flies off. Um, and as the dragon's taking off, he hits April in the back of the head with his tail, and she swoons Harlequin romance style into Galahad's arms, and she's like, 
hi, I'm April. And then she passes the fuck out. And because this is Everworld Rules, she wakes up in the middle of her drama class. This is not her first transition, but it's the first one she's come close to regretting. So Galahad's here. That's fun. Before we get to any of that, if you think that anybody is going to ask me for anything tomorrow, whether I want to do it or not, and they're not going to get a name, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that is 100% happening tomorrow. Uh, second of all, I was super excited about Galahad. And like, it's a little bit about Merlin, but like more about this. Cause I, I don't know. The gods thing is cool. But then to like see these characters, mm-hmm. these are way more made up ass, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. stuff than 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 gods. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a weird way to phrase that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. More like lore heavy, more like... They're more accessible. Yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Because it's not like the gods are real. I guess it's it's like there was a period where people believed in the gods. I don't know if anybody's ever been like... You know, Knights of the Round Table lore was real. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the lore behind it, anyway. It's you know, super like, real, Tim. Uh, yeah, it's super I, real. It 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 just felt a little more like fanciful. I guess is a is a way to say it. That's mm-hmm. not still not really getting my point across, but I think you get what I'm trying to say. It was it was more fun for me. I was just a bigger fan of this world now. Like I'm like, oh, we're going to like. The medieval times version of this universe? Great. I can't wait until they serve the dragon's blood soup. Like, it, I don't know. I <laughs> I was very much into it very quickly. Yeah, I was, I was excited. Nay, motherfucker. So, in the next chapter, we get a little backstory about April and Senna. How Senna was the child of their father's affair and came to live with April when she was four years old. They grew up together, but also separately. April always sensed something strange about Senna. And yet she, like the others, was compelled out to the lake that day. And she could have turned and run away, but she ran towards Senna when she got captured by Fenrir. Who can who can explain it why? Uh, April talks about the other kids that got stuck with her. How David acts tough and he runs into danger to make up for the fact that he is scared and insecure. How Christopher needs the world to make sense and be predictable, and if it doesn't, he rejects it with a joke or a cheap shot. How Jaleel only believes in rigid scientific world with proof and evidence, yet she looks to him the most for support. And that's that chapter. I'm telling you, she's got a god mom. She does have a god mom. She definitely has a god mom. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's a god. My favorite thing, though, about that whole last chapter was how it's like, Senna is clearly other. She is clearly of a god. She was clearly brought here. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming her dad was was bewitched and like forced to give the like the child was somehow forced in some sort of magical encounter kind of a thing. But April did not let that stop her from forming a bullying shitting on relationship with her half sister. She that <laughs> sibling shit that shone through everything. <laughs> and I appreciate that about her. <laughs> I am still hopeful that it wasn't a bewitching situation. Yeah? Yeah. Like, maybe she just found an Earth dude and was was into him. And then he was into her back. And she's like, oh, Earth dudes are easy. Yeah. (laughs) A movie I've never seen. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) That's that's what I'm hoping for. And then somehow, like, obviously, 
Senna becomes weird because mom has to go back to God Planet or something. I don't know. God Planet. God Planet. Have we considered dad as a magical being? No, we have not. Ooh. Uh, but that would make for some really fun stuff because then that would make April at least half magical being. Mm-hmm. Senna was full magic. April yeah. finds out she's half magic. Ooh. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah. yeah. You could do some fun stuff there. Yeah. Do some hella fun. And because time's all cattywampus, that could explain maybe like the whole Senna thing was from a relationship 800 years in the past. Yeah. They tra- <gasps> right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, you do not know the gestation period of gods. Well, like also yeah. it could have just been they traveled back and forth across the barrier because Senna's always like there. Or... Or you don't know the gestation period of gods. This is what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with this one. But also, like, he could have left with, like, Senna (laughs) could have been born. They Mm -hmm. are in the Everworld. They travel through. Go back. Eight million years has passed in the Everworld. Okay, so you're... Okay, okay. No, what I was... Like, aside from my gestation goof, I had actually thought you meant that Senna was 800 years old, but now no, no, no. I see what you... Like, yeah, they, like, they were traveling, and like yes. suddenly the relationship with her mom was missed because the time skips had torn them asunder. Yeah. My favorite word to use in this podcast now. Just like The Lake House, which is a movie I've never seen. Oh, is I've it? never seen that movie either. Is that the one with the notebook? Or not the notebook, the, the, the letters mailbox? The mailbox, right? Yeah, okay, okay. Oh, I've never seen it with either. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is in that? There's a time scale. I think. Listen, listen. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Aren't they traveling from two different times towards each other in the end of the movie they meet, or maybe they're going further apart and they never meet? Are you asking me? Yeah, about Keanu a movie Reeves. you've never seen. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Explain the plot of the movie you haven't seen to me, Tim. A lonely doctor who once occupied an unusual lakeside house begins to exchange love letters with his former resident, a frustrated architect. They must unravel the mystery behind the extraordinary romance before it's too late. That tells me fucking nothing. Okay, no, but they could both be alive. If it's just the former resident, like, I thought they were reaching across, like... Oh, he's definitely a ghost. Yeah, that's what I... Like, she's from, like, 1937, and he's from, you know, or vice versa. No, she he was, was the former. She was a skater remake, boy. Or, she said. <laughs> he was a boy. She was a girl. He was a punk. What more can I life. say, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on Avril Lavigne conspiracies. But you can't. But I want to know. <laughs> Do you, have I, I? Okay, so I went on this no. whole thing about uh, the Avril Lavigne conspiracy uh, with with uh, with Emily Swan was the one that I was talking to about it because she had not heard it either. There's a a rumor that. The Avril Lavigne that we know of today is not the one that we knew in the early 2000s. Original, yeah, they are. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I don't know when what year that that song came out. Um, it's very complicated to look alike. Yeah, yeah, and, but then like oh. you know, like so, I am very, very, very interested in conspiracy theories. I believe none of them, sure. but I always find them very interesting, and I like the way people latch onto them and stuff is very, very like, Mm -hmm. it's neat to me Mm -hmm. in a, it's not a good thing, but it's still neat. But this one, I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, compelling arguments. Hmm. Ooh, compelling arguments. So yeah, we'll, we'll go down a Google rabbit hole later on this one. Yeah. (gasps) Ever worlded. Ever living. Maybe, maybe. Ever worlded. Ever worlded. (laughs) 
Maybe she's there now. <gasps> she well, probably is there now. April yeah. and Avril only have one letter different. Ah! They pulled that red hair. She probably did ballet. We can't <laughs> say she didn't. She's a theater kid. She has some kind of dance training. Everything you say now sounds like a skater boy lyric, and I can't it tell. It is. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if that's just your cadence or if we're doing a bit. I don't I'll know see you later, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> We've already exhausted both the Avril Lavigne song titles that I know. He wasn't good enough for her, so... So she was just telling us about her experience in the Avril world. Yes. <sighs> you know what that makes me think of? So, like, if you listen to me say Avril world really fast, it sounds like I'm saying Avril world, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I'm saying Avril world. Uh-huh. And it mm-hmm. sounds like the meow bit from Super Troopers. <laughs> That's when it's... <laughs> Like, are you saying Avril? Another movie I confidently, <laughs> confidently said where it was from and was completely Police wrong. Police Academy we were talking about. It's just like, yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, that's the one where they do the meow bit, right? I always forget what Super Troopers is called. Wait, no, I confuse it Hold with up. Starship Troopers. Did you just... We're gonna know, break Tim. Just, this is where Tim's gonna break. Just say now. I forget what Super Troopers is called because that's a weird ass sentence to say to name the the thing that you can't remember what you. No, but no, but <laughs> I meant I confused it with Starship Troopers, and I couldn't remember what that one was called. But that's the one I was thinking about because actually they both start with S and they have troopers uh, in them. <laughs> exactly, and one of them takes place exactly. in space, and the other one probably doesn't. Is just. Yeah. But I do have this image of them with these massive futuristic machine guns shooting alien bugs and then doing the meow joke and drinking syrup. That's a good crossover. Are you thinking Mars Attacks now? Uh, maybe that's how they got there. Alex references Mars Attacks because it's one of the seven movies she has right. seen. <laughs> I've seen Mars Attacks. I have. Yeah. <sighs> All right. We're in the real world. April leaves her drama class and she gets an update on what happened to her in Everworld. Um, and she's in the hallway at her locker. She's talking to her friend Magda and they're talking about some dude named Mario that April's going to go on a date with. And April's kind of like, you know, being a normal teenage girl going through the motions of what she should say and do. And she can't stop thinking about Galahad. And she asks Magda about him because, okay, this is wild. Apparently, even though Magda acts and dresses like a slut, she's actually very intelligent, as if the two are two mutually exclusive ideas. <laughs> and also keep in mind that April will later have a monologue about feminism, but whatever, we'll ignore that for now. Anyway, Magda says Galahad doesn't exist and asks what's wrong with April. April can't tell her, because Magda will think she's nuts, so she forces a smile and she says she's just thinking about how happy to make Mario on Saturday night. What the fuck is this? All of this. No. I also, as I was reading this, there was so much going on that I like just didn't want to focus on that I just started like, for whatever reason, like there was something in the back of my head that was going, Mario's just Marco. Mario is Marco. Mario is Marco. Like as I was reading it, I was like, this is just an Animorphs tie-in. I have no evidence to support that other than their names are very We've already done it with Avril and April, so... Yep. <laughs> we have. We have. So might as well continue this thread. Continues. Come on, guys. Like, this is tired even for the 90s. That's a great t-shirt. <laughs> this is tired even for the 90s. 
That's a great response to just any situation in general that you're not happy about. <laughs> it kind of is. I'm going to oh, start no. using that all the time. <laughs> oh, no. So we did an escape room when we were in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. This made me think of it, too. And uh, there was um, one of the rooms that we did had this, like, witchy-looking character. Just like a prop of a person. It's like witchy-looking person that was in a cage. And we came up with this entire, like, persona for this. It was, it was, her name was Agatha, and she talked like this. And I really need somebody to get me out of this cage so that I can, I can perform my curses. <laughs> and that is the voice that I hear that this is tired even for the 90s. Oh, this- God. It's my favorite. And I also would like to add that we did, before we got Agatha out of there, we did have an entire debate about whether or not we actually felt, which was our whole mission, by the way, whether or not we felt we should let Agatha out of there. I also asked if I could, in the next group that was going to escape for the room, if I could perform the role of Agatha and if they would put me in the cage. Oh my god. They said yes, yeah, except he'd have to wait till the next uh, yeah, day. I was like, oh, that was the only we were the last group. I was like, I hate that so much. I would have had so much fun. Oh, could have been. Was, oh my god! Please get me out of this. Can you just figure out the puzzles, please? <laughs> Why aren't you doing it better? Oh my god! Tim's Agatha voice just <laughs> every time. It's my favorite thing. Does anyone have a snack? I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe a cliff bar. I could go for a cliff bar. Do you even just have any gum in your purse? <laughs> like a Tic Tac or something. <sighs> so April is in her room staring at her closet and she's thinking about stuff like how she's playing Mimi in her school production of Rent. And she's trying to figure out what to wear on her date with Mario and going through her practice lines of what to say to him through dinner and just trying not to think about her real life being eaten up by her Everworld life. Um, Mario is seven minutes late before April's mom informs her that he's arrived and her mom still has the mourning voice. And April talks a little bit about how she and her parents have to pretend to be sad and scared about where Senna's gone off to. And, uh, okay. Um, and she has her nice date with Mario and she tries to be normal. And afterwards she's starting to get into the shower and suddenly she's back in Everworld. Oh, bye. The concept of having to act normal while you are Tim that's not a <laughs> strong suit okay <laughs> while you're a while you're in a completely not normal situation like i don't know how i i would not i would not even begin to even remotely act normal while i was back in my normal person yeah i would be at the library trying to figure out how to like this has yeah. happened to somebody before me mm-hmm. and somebody must have documented it in some crazy corner of something and i'd be trying to work myself back home i this this is gonna sound wild coming for me but i just watched this movie the other day and by watched i mean listened to a movie called it's like palm springs or something like that it's with uh the guy that plays jake from brooklyn 99 who is a Andy very Sandberg? famous actor whose name Andy i should Sandberg. know i've seen this Thank movie you. I've seen this movie. I have not. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Tim, you would be the the girlfriend that decides yeah. to like leave everything because it's basically a time loop, Casey, where it's like a sort of Groundhog Day, but it, he's they're attending the sister's wedding every day, where like some horrific thing had happened. So eventually, 
the the girlfriend character gets so fucking sick of reliving the same day that like this horrible thing had happened and then her sister's wedding that uh, she goes and like meets with like astrophysicists over Zoom and like does all this research. And there's just this whole montage after they find out like that she had done this where she figured out how to solve it. So now I'm imagining Tim like, Everybody else gets up in Everworld and is like, okay, today we're going to go see Galahad. Today we're going to go, like, see the dragon. And Tim's just like, nope. He gets up, goes immediately to, like, the great library yeah. in the desert, I'm sure, that contains all tomes <gasps> of knowledge. It's guarded by an owl spirit. Mm -hmm. Of course. Of course it is. Yeah. So that's Tim's every day for, like, months. And then one day he just shows up to the group. They haven't seen him in months. His and he's beard's like, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. His beard's long. He's strapped down with bombs and shit. And he's like, I've got to get out of this. That is 100% what I would do. Yeah, I could see it all. I could see it all. Of course you've seen that movie. Yeah. I should have known. I've listened to it. It's just not... This the well, I guess with eight movies now because we just learned about Palm Spring Palm Springs, they're not the eight movies that I would think anybody would be like. These are the first eight movies you need to watch in your life. Yep, it's like you. Palm Springs, Free Willy, Fly Away, all of the Bill and Ted's. <laughs> all of, I have seen all of the Bill and Ted's as mm -hmm. we've established. I've seen the Horses of McBride. What is that? Yeah, what is that? It's a literal terrible movie, but it's a movie about uh, two horses that got loose from somebody who was trail riding with them. Their pack horses went up into the mountains of McBride, Alberta, got snowed in. And it's the story of the town coming together to dig out a trench to walk these starved horses out of there once they found Aww. them. And then they saved up money so the horses could go to college. <laughs> <laughs> then they sent them to college, as one does. So well, shit. if the McBride Alberta was a secret item on the McDonald's menu, what would it be? That's what I'm sitting here trying to figure out. Horse <laughs> burgers. With a snow cone. What about a horseshoe shaped burger? But it's it's like cow meat, but it's like a horseshoe shape. <laughs> and they tell you it's a horse. That's worse. It's worse <laughs> that the cow died and they shaped him into a horseshoe. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, oh. Listen, it's already bad enough that they shape chicken nuggets into weird dinosaurs. forms. And like also like dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, like just mocking them for what has been. I don't know that you need to throw stones at my dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. <laughs> no, Tim, imagine if like a hundred million years from now, when humans have evolved past this, they eat Tim-shaped use burgers <laughs> or whatever. Like they're like, they're like, they get reconstituted meat and they shape it like Tim to oh. eat it. I don't know. The the one that that got me was when you when you you dip uh, a piece of chicken in an egg yolk and then put it into breading or something like that. Yeah. The, the the bathing your the the carcass of your enemy and the blood of its young is that's pretty technically pretty metal. Yeah. It's just kind of it's just kind of the the uterus concept. Sure, but it's a whole young. lot more metal to say the blood. It's way yeah. more metal to say, yeah. The your, your version's a little, it's a little wordy. It's a little yeah, technical. <laughs> it's the it's technically the albumin and the yolks that would feed the young if they were to exist. <laughs> albumin Dumbledore. <laughs> My favorite Eggman. So every time we go to the grocery store, we walk down the frozen food section. 
Matt every single time is like, so I'm thinking about dinosaur nuggets. And I go, Matt, you always say that every time we walk down this aisle. And then the next time we go to the grocery store, I'm thinking about dinosaur nuggets. You say that every time. It's 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 Groundhog Day in the Harris <laughs> Theater around here. But So strap some C40 yourself <laughs> and at the stroke of does midnight. Does he get the dinosaur nuggets? He does not. He got Eggos once. That's not at all the like same. Like dinosaur-shaped Eggos? No, just regular Eggos. And we had a conversation about it. I was like, I've never had an Eggo. We were we were a Bisquick family. And some random guy nearby was like, she's never had an Eggo? You better cut her loose right now. What? what? It was like, who asked you? <laughs> Hold on. Grounds for divorce <laughs> from a stranger. She's never eaten an Eggo. What a weird wow. take. It kind of makes sense with the slogan, though, like... Lego my ego, like you gotta let her go. She hasn't had an ego. That's the way that no one's ever read that slogan before. Maybe he's bitterly divorced. Probably. Yeah, just not a happy person. But (gasps) oh no, she got all the egos. Here's what I'm saying. Matt absolutely like did it a hundred percent right. Is all I'm saying. And she's never had an ego. Your egos are safe. You're you're never gonna have to say let go of it. Because because they're all yours. How has Egos never done a partnership with Legos? And I don't know that they haven't. Like you buy a box and there's like a little Lego figurine inside. Oh, yeah. You, like a little, oh. you build a little Lego waffle. <gasps> and it's just like the circular piece. And then you put the butter on it and on it's on a stand. Yeah. Have you seen, there's yeah. like a YouTube person who like uses... They, they do, like, stop-motion videos where they're, like, making breakfast and, like, the breakfast turns into Legos. And it's so charming. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I want to see this so badly. I'm going to forget, so I'm going to do it now. Okay. Sorry. Stop Fair the enough. podcast. Lego. Breakfast. Okay. It stopped. Fest. Oh, speaking of stuff on YouTube, there was a moment, I don't remember where, but we had a conversation about people making tiny breakfast. I know why I watched it now. Because you sent it to me. Because I sent it to you. (laughs) I was honestly... It's all coming together. I was like, I don't... Me and Alex were talking about Tiny Breakfast, and then I watched a video on Tiny Breakfast, and I don't know how I got there. It's because Alex sent me the video on Tiny Breakfast. (laughs) But... I did. I was like, Tim, look at this Tiny Breakfast. You did not oversell it. It was amazing. It was amazing. Right? This person with tiny little utensils and a tiny little... Slab of ground beef and a tiny little... They made tiny breakfast. Oh, With their tiny little knife chopping the tiny little ground beef. Yep. It was. It's amazing. It's amazing. I cannot believe that I just had that... I had to walk myself to where did I see this thing that Alex told me about. To be fair, I think I sent it to you like eight days after we (laughs) talked about it. Like out of nowhere... It was literally like, yeah, I'll send this to you after the podcast. And then it was like literally over a week later. I'm like, oh, I got to send Tim that tiny breakfast stuff. Can I just say, and this is not a dig at you guys, but. Can be. No. I just, I, Alex, you remember like, it was like last year or the year before I kept being like, I think I'm like getting early onset Alzheimer's. Like, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I keep forgetting things. And then I'm like slowly learning that everyone around me is the <laughs> same way. And I'm like, okay, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. That's not meant to be yep. an insult. It's like. Comforting. Nope, that's just a fact. It's Weirdly. we won't remember this. <laughs> oh no! It's it's not a defect when everybody has it. It's a feature. <laughs> it's not it's a, a bug. It's a feature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorite expressions. Yeah. 
I mean, that's why the Chi threw all of the kids under the bus. It's oh because their human God. memories are imperfect and they wouldn't remember the I, atrocities they committed. Every time we're on a podcast, you have to start apologizing for the Chi again. This whole thing. Uh, that wasn't an <laughs> that apology. Was that was a critique. Know, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make this thing stick. <laughs> I, the first time somebody comes up and meets you and is like, oh, you're the one that apologizes for the Chi. That's what I want to happen. Sympathizer. You're going to be bailing me out of jail when I punch him in the mouth. So we find out what happened to April. Yeah. Okay. No, Sorry. it's fine. I love this. I love you guys. So April's in a giant bed in a castle by the sea. There's tapestries. There's tall gothic windows and shit. And she's like, oh, God, am I naked? And she flips off the covers and all of her clothes are still on. She's relieved. She's got her shoes. Um, she's also got a pounding headache from the dragon hitting her in the back of the head with his tail. So she's dry swallows some Advil and like goes off to find the others, I guess, walking down the empty halls. Um, and she eventually comes across a door that's the same as hers. When it opens, David is there and she's all flustered because he's not wearing a shirt. Oh no, ew. Um, and he tells her that they're in Galahad's castle. And Christopher went to a banquet the previous night and he got completely shit faced, but Jaleel is okay. Um, and then David tells her that they have to get out of there because Merlin's coming. And then his eyes kind of cloud over and a hand runs up his chest from behind and it's Senna. Gross. Advil is also one letter different from Avril. <gasps> it's all yep. coming together. All the signs are there. We just have just to, we have to put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. Let's look up the lyrics to Skater Boy and see what else we can <laughs> got to see if Levine is an anagram for something. Oh, my God. It probably is. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, like, looking at all the all my writing. He wanted her. She'd never tell. Secretly, she wanted him oh. as well. That was, could be. There's some secrets going on that we know. These kids are mm-hmm. keeping shit from each other. Why Alex doesn't read <laughs> stories to kindergartners i don't know because she's got the absolute cadence for it actually if i was a kindergartner and she just read the lyrics to skater boy i'd probably be like mm, enthralling <laughs> you'd be like what is what wait yes. what's happening <laughs> can i make it any more obvious yes yes you can i don't understand what's happening you could do this for me. <laughs> you've left out large chunks of the the narrative sorry girl but you've missed out well Tough luck. That boy's mine now. We are more than just good friends. This is how the story ends. But that's not. Yeah, the song like, is keeps that- going. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a minute and a half of the song left. Uh. We are in love. Haven't you heard how we rock each other's world? You've got to read the kindergarten. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's mis- you- missed your calling. I'm sure that's true in so many different ways. <laughs> Do you remember the video of Christopher Walking reading the lyrics of Poker Face? Yep. Pup, pup, pup. Poker. Oh. Poker Face. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> I'll get him hot. Show him what I've got. Why hasn't anybody let Christopher Walken, like, read a book, like, for I don't know book? that that hasn't happened. Actually, we should Google that We gotta right now. find out. Okay, has Christopher they Walken let Gilbert narrated read Fifty Shades of Grey? This is a <laughs> oh my god! Crime. Where the wild things are? 
As read by Christopher Walken, is that real Please, or is it just somebody? I'm checking it out right him? now. I know. It's... No, not where the crawdads sing. Those are two very different <laughs> books. I've read both of them, unlike <laughs> movies, which I've read none. I've read none movies. Well, I've read Jurassic Park, the book. What is this romance looking where the wild things bite? There's a lady in a 90s sweater with a man's face behind her. Ew. What? I don't know. What? Libby doesn't have where the wild things are? Are you fucking kidding me? That's That's wild. wild. Your Libby doesn't. Let's see if mine does. Yeah, my Libby's weak. Nope, I don't either. What the hell? You could get that book like on the sidewalk. <laughs> it's everywhere. Where, where the sidewalk ends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <gasps> what if there's an Everworld, but it's just like children's book characters? Oh my god. I would play there. And then and then and then books get banned and the, they disappear from the world. And then the great fish is hunted for all of her glitter scales that she would not share with oh, the world. Oh, no! And the giving tree. Just a stump because yes. she gave all her fucking shit to that stupid kid. It's just like a deforested forest. Oh. And it's like all of the children of the giving tree that have also oh. given. An, which, by the way, like that book is terrible, yeah. right? Like that's not the message we want to be sending yeah. to kids, right? Yeah. Give all, like give, give all yourself until there's the nothing tree? left. No idea what happens in the book, The Giving Tree. It's just literally about this tree that continues to like give up different like parts of herself, like literally in some points for this kid. So like at first, it's like they like sitting under the tree, and then the swings put up, and then the branches and she gives come them an down apple for this that, and the other. She gives them an apple, and at the end of the book, the tree is completely cut down, like dead for this kid's gain. And they're like, isn't that a lovely children's book about how you should always like give to others? No, the tree fucking died. This is training kids to become work workful mind slaves for the capitalist machine. It's the most capitalist (laughs) book I've ever read. Isn't it nice that you give yourself until you die? You're only worth what you give to others. So you started telling me about the giving tree? And I had like this. (laughs) wish tree moment where I thought I had messed up and you were talking about an, an Applegate book. Have you no. have you read Wish Tree? No. Not yet. I have. I yeah. love Wish Tree. It, like when you started like the first couple sentences and I was like, no, I have read this and I just messed up on an Apple Grant podcast. It ended very different. Yeah, they do end yeah. quite differently. <laughs> I won't spoil it for Casey, but they end quite okay, differently. Okay, good. Oh, like... Was it you that sent me that TikTok where it was like, yeah, we we millennials read like the giving tree and like the the, the fish one. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're all fucked up. And we're like people pleasers who think our only self-worth yep. is what we can provide for us. Like, I was like, oh, shit. All of our media was literally like, just give to others everything. <sighs> anyway. So, yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> I don't think that was the message from the media I grew up with. I grew up with the... It was not the message of the Transformers of the 1986. I couldn't get it out in time. Dig it. I knew that's where you were going, and I was like, I'm going to steal Tim's joke. Watch me do it. You can see the giving tree didn't have any effect on me. (laughs) I'm the taking tree, bitch. (laughs) I'm going to take all your apples, motherfucker. How do you like them apples? They're all mine. They're my apples now. (laughs) I just... 
you could see that moment in Alex's eyes when she's like, I'm faster than you, old man. <laughs> it's like the movie I've seen fried green tomatoes where she's like, I'm younger and have, or I'm older and have more car insurance. Cause you know, when they take her spots, they're like, we're younger and faster than you. So Tim, that's what you gotta do. You just gotta yeah. get in there and destroy my joke and then be like, I'm older and have more car insurance. 10th movie I've seen. <laughs> Again, one I don't think Tim would have expected. <laughs> nope. Okay, you know what? Fried green tomatoes? Never seen it? Really? One one hundred percent guarantee you that if you quoted a line from that movie, like I would have an Alex moment with Steel Magnolias. Cause those are basically the same movie to me. Yeah. Since I've never seen either one of them. I tried to watch steel magnolia because i thought it was the same as fried green tomatoes like very same movie yeah. concept and it was not and i turned it off so i've never seen that <laughs> so, well you've seen part of it i've clearly. seen the first like three minutes and i was like oh this vibe is very weird alice is like these tomatoes aren't green i am out of here <laughs> this is what i signed up for i want a tiny breakfast I think you guys would be uh, very surprised by how both dark and sapphic fried green tomatoes is. I oh, yeah, it is. would because I would not have guessed either one of those oh, terms. It's very dark. I remember it being sapphic. It is very sapphic. There, t- t- do you care about spoilers? No. Spoilers for fried green tomatoes. There is cannibalism in it. They murder a guy and to hide the murder, they That's... feed his body at the barbecue That's... to people. It's Sapphic Sweeney Todd. It is Sapphic Sweeney Todd. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Dude, I got to rewatch this movie. You got to rewatch this movie. So you named the movie Fried Green Tomatoes and I'm like, I don't care to watch that. It's probably Steel Magnolias. If you had called it Sapphic Sweeney Todd, I'd be like, well, that sounds interesting. <laughs> it is There's interesting. a lot going on in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my it is that. Like, I feel like you might enjoy it. I don't know. Is it going to be in your top 10? No, but you might enjoy it. Yeah, we'll watch it. Hell yeah, we can have a we can have a group watch of fried green tomatoes. <laughs> That's yeah. the weirdest one yet. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell people that. Have you ever seen fried green tomatoes? It's basically Sapphic Sweeney Todd, <laughs> and then just walk away. Yeah, that's the elevator pit. Yeah, <laughs> like when did you watch it? Oh, I haven't seen it. When we see the resurgence of fried green tomatoes, like when that popularity <laughs> starts going up, that's on us. Yeah, we did that. You're welcome, Warner Brothers or whatever the fuck. That's gonna be on the back of the the DVD case. <laughs> it's basically Sapphic Sweeney Todd. Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we find out about these fucking kids? Yeah, probably. Senna's there! Find David. She acts all high and mighty, and she makes it abundantly clear that she is using David as a puppet. And April's like, okay, I'm gonna go find Jaleel and Christopher now. And Senna is trying to convince her that she's on her side. She saved their lives. And April is like, no, you did that because you need to use us for something. Um, And then she, like, starts tripping out a little bit. Like, Senna's wearing this, like, medieval nightie, basically. And it starts, like, warping and changing shape and becoming, like, translucent. And she's like, what the fuck? This is weird. Um, And then she kind of shakes out of it. And Senna tries to convince April that the less she knows, the better. And she outstretches her hand for April to take. And April, at this point, is starting to have doubts. And she's like, maybe Senna's right. And she's about to reach for her hand. And then Jaleel and Christopher run up from behind. And Christopher's like, no, do not let her touch you. That's how she does it. 
And Sona kind of backs off and tells them that she does have a plan that she needs them uh, to execute with her. And then she drops a bomb that she is the key to getting them back home and they need to help keep her away from Merlin if they want to leave Everworld. And April thinks this is probably the truth and she's like, okay, but let David go. And Senna reluctantly does and David kind of comes back to himself. And then Senna suddenly looks scared and announces that Merlin is here. And just as she says that, a bunch of guards come in and invite them down to the Great Hall and tells them the wizard has arrived as well as the god. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, Senna is gross. She's very gross. She's gross. Yeah. And also, like, I, I had to assume that it was like a Marty McFly, like, starting to disappear thing. Mm. Like, obviously she's putting on some kind of facade. Like, maybe she doesn't, maybe she's not even human. Oh, like, like yeah. her illusion is slipping? Yeah. She may be half Hetwan. She fucking ran into a bus and then her android body was revealed. (laughs) Her dog-like shape underneath made of steel and ivory. (laughs) Fuck it, I want to read Animorphs. God damn it. (laughs) Hang on for a second. Can you fucking imagine if, if Catherine and Michael are like, hey, you know what would really sell after Animorphs? A book series of just David and the Chi. Our most successful characters. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, just go ahead and throw the Helmicrons in and just completely. I'm sure they're going to show up any minute now. I'm telling you the fucking second that they're like, take us to your glorious leader, bow down before our might. I'm going to be like, God damn it. The fucking Helmicrons are here now. God damn it. This is all just a a Helmicron origin story. Oh. Like somehow these, this group is gonna get cursed by Merlin to be I tiny would be and so fucking mad if I read this entire <laughs> series and it's like and that's the origin of the Helmicrons. It turns out Everworld is actually the real world, just super tiny, and it was all taking place on a ship. I'd lose my fucking shit. The reason they keep traveling through these worlds is because they're beaming in the television shows, like how the Yerks mm-hmm. picked it up, but because of Helmicron technology, it all played out in real time on their holodeck on their ship. So that's the other. I would, I would, I would write be- a strongly worded letter. David was the dead Helmicron that was captain of the ship. <gasps> oh. Because he was the only one that wanted to stay there, so they left right, him there. Right, right. Oh, and she is a subservient male. Yeah, he is a subservient male. Were the were, was the captain female or male? I don't remember. Male. Them I think it was male. Okay, but it was definitely okay. dead. Whatever it was. Yes. Yeah. The dead was the only part I remembered. And that's oh my god. April started talking about her feminist rhetoric, and that was what changed the course of the Helmicron's right. past. Right. Oh, damn. As soon as they bring up groveling, I'm. <laughs> yeah, fucking out. That, that would be Alex's favorite fan fiction ever just David the Chi and the Helmocrons. <laughs> it's like a guy and a girl in a pizza place. <laughs> two broke Helmocrons. Be a good show. I'd oh watch two God. broke Helmocrons. <laughs> they have not oh. defeated Rint. <laughs> joke that no I one love that get. show yeah. too much. Well, <laughs> hopefully they listen to our Christmas episode. They better. It's amazing. If you didn't get that joke, go back and 
Watch the holiday crossover with D&DB. You'll meet the only Helmicron that's good and wonderful. <laughs> Literally one of my favorite jokes ever. It was so good. <laughs> and again, we just steamrolled over him. Like, <laughs> Austin's so good at like sneaking little ones. I know. There. And then you're just yeah. kind of like, we're doing our own thing over here. And then later we listen back and we're like, oh my God. Yeah, if this is a Helmicron's origin story, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. I don't, I, it won't be, right? It won't be. Yeah, I'm not discounting anything. Yeah, I don't want to make point. promises. Shit. I want you to make unbased promises to me on a book series. <laughs> if I had to describe the remaining books of Everworld sight unseen, I would pretty much call it Sapphic Sweeney Todd. <laughs> so just like fried green tomatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the fried green tomatoes of the Apple Grant oeuvre. How do you spell oeuvre? O-U-V-E-R-E. Yeah. It's franche. It's franche. The other word that I was like, I, until I'd seen it, ennui. Ennui. Yes. I love ennui. But but seeing that word written, I was like, mm, I did 5,000 times I'd have never gotten that right. Anyway. It's hors d'oeuvres. Oh, hors d'oeuvres is. Yeah, we that's another one. Yeah. Horse divorces. Mm-hmm. Mater D. Oh. Well, look, I feel like you can get there, but yeah, that's another. I'd trip over that one pretty hard. Oeuvre. Oeuvre. The boys are allowed to wear what they're already wearing to the banquet, but April has to wear a dress to the banquet. Fucking patriarchy. I, I was so pissed. I was like, why? This sucks. I hate that for her. And she's April's also wondering why the heck Gal had all of the has all this women's clothing in the castle. And she's also kind of worried that Senna will look better than her, which seems a little low on my list of priorities, but whatever, I don't care. I mean, if you're already worried about everything else, might as well add that to the Yeah. But uh, it's just so far from what I usually think about as a person. Oh yeah. For my whole life. Totally is fair. if another girl's gonna look better than me. I don't know. Never worried about that in my life. I don't. I don't know who it is. I worry about it a lot. Do you? Yeah. It's fair, but like, it's just because you're so beautiful, Tim. You can't have anybody usurping your position at the top yeah. of the chain. Yeah. Get that. Yeah. The team eat Tim world out there. <laughs> team beat. Team beats. They're coming after you. <laughs> oh, the dozen. The baker's dozen. Oh, oh no. What, Timmy? No, I've lost my place. Where am I? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, okay. So they go down to the banquet hall. Um, there's three tables set up in varying degrees of grandness because of classism or some shit. And Christopher's like yelling out to all his buds from the banquets last night. And it turns out they are quite literally the knights of the round table. And the kids are like, what? They're not gods. Like, what are they doing here? And talking about it. Except for David, who's just pouting. He's pouting by himself in the corner. Um, and suddenly a big door at the end of the hall flies open and Merlin saunters in and all the knights are trying to be casual about it, but they're all clearly very afraid of him. And Merlin walks up to the kids and Senna politely introduces herself and extends her hand to shake. He takes it and suddenly her eyes droop. And after a couple minutes, she gasps and pull her hand away. And he's like, do not try your bullshit spells on me. I am literally Merlin. <laughs> and then Galahad walks in and apparently he's very sexy still. Who fucking cares? And also Loki is here. Hooray. So Senna tried to bewitch Merlin and it didn't fucking work. Okay. So obviously like she has a general idea of Everworld, but she doesn't really understand Everworld or else she wouldn't have tried that crap. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, it turns out that Avril Lavigne is an anagram for grave villain. That's pretty dark, right? Shit. shit. I wish I had a cool anagram. That's where two lime comes from. It's the only, yeah, it's the only anagram I could come up with. Where did Remo Beware come from? Okay, so I have to explain this one every couple of months because it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) All right, so have you ever seen Tremors? I have not. Okay, do you know who Fred Ward is? No. Okay, well, Fred Ward made a movie a long time ago. It's one of my favorite movies. It's called The Adventures of Remo Williams. And if you took this character that he played, Remo Williams, and you attached him to another person you probably won't recognize, famous 80s and 90s professional wrestler Coco Beware. Okay. If you merge those two people together, I feel like that's the best definition of me as a person. Okay. I am the hybrid of Remo Williams and the Birdman Coco Beware. Who I think, and now actually I think about it, uh, would probably be Alex's favorite wrestler. You said the Birdman, so yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Remo Beware. That's my Twitter name for anybody who was wondering where that came from. Follow Tim on Twitter. Yeah. Remo Beware. Also, go watch Remo Williams and then watch some highlights of Coco Beware and tell me if I'm wrong. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any of that. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you if you were wrong. I just live in the moment. Yeah, I just, I just silently know it to myself that you were wrong. It's not like Nassau. <laughs> you know what? I okay. So you were talking about what I would do uh, in a Palm Springs situation, and you did say yeah. astrophysicist, and I, I did tense up like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. She's going to make fun of me oh, for the no. Nassau thing again. No, I was way too involved in the plot of Palm Springs that I was desperately trying to remember. <laughs> and like waiting for the moment of like, just remember the right movie. Don't say like suddenly some other bullshit movie that took place in the desert, like fucking Holes or something. Yeah, so anyways, then when Shia LaBeouf popped out in the middle, of, like desperately trying not to fuck it up. There is a whole aspect of being hunted in Palm Springs that could mm. Could cross over to actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf hmm. or walking in the woods. What if everything is just connected? It is. What if that's the takeaway from all this? I would be really, really disappointed if it all goes back to Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> like if that's the like central. <laughs> like Shia is holding our universe together. Yeah. <laughs> in his you. hand. Like we, we, we national treasure all the clues and it leads us straight to Shia LaBeouf. And I'd oh. be like, well, that wasn't worth it. all right we're at a banquet there's food a bunch of food they're all dead animals it's pigs and cows and deer and chicken and sheeps and fruit bats and all sorts of shit and april's like cool i'm a vegetarian this is great and i am fucking scared of him (laughs) put that on your playlist Zorander, pickle boy. Anyway, was it? Wait, was that pickle boy? Yeah, it was. Okay, sorry. Right now, oh no! I was like, suck it, pickle boy. Yeah, I don't even think it matters if that was the person or not. That's doesn't. Yeah, we went in too hard. Now it's. Oh no! I'm gonna now it is pickle boy. I'm gonna double check to make sure that was pickle boy. Suck (laughs) it, pickle boy. Add three oh three to your playlist. It was pickle boy. There you go. Add three oh three to your Everworld playlist. Come at me. That wasn't his Everworld playlist. That was the CD that came with the Everworld. But he told us about. (laughs) He did. We did. Yeah. He He linked all the songs today. He had the CD. Okay. I I I had 
looked up the CD. I don't think I even saw the songs because I was on a quest to try and find the original CD. That's not happening. Yeah, I couldn't find it either. I mm-hmm. tried to. Oh, but he linked but I, all the songs, and they're they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, like I was surprised. It's like very like grunge rock playlist, but like it's very good. The first song especially was extremely good. Uh, yes. Uh, April's a vegetarian. She's not fucking scared of anybody. Senna is freaking out about the Merlin thing, which makes April kind of happy, but they're also kind of afraid of Loki, who is here. And Loki's also like 15 feet tall because he's fronting or something. I don't know. Um, Loki and Galahad are both hot, and she would have assumed they were both gay in the real world because they were both too perfect, which is cool. Way to stereotype, but whatever. Also, Galahad's really hot, and he seems really nice, and oh my god, is he in college? He looks like he could be in college. He should totally ask me out. Shut the fuck up, April. I got very mad at her in this moment. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, at some point during the meal, April shoves her chair in between Senna and David so Senna can't control him, and the kids briefly discuss trying to escape, but it seems like a bad idea. Galahad notices that April is not eating, and she tries to explain vegetarianism. Oh my god. I knew I was going to fuck up that word. I even had a problem spelling it. It's fine. I'm moving on. She gets eggs and cheese. It's very delicious. Loki's like, hey, this is really good mutton. I got to get some more sheep imported. And for some reason, everybody tenses up and April can sense that violence is not far away. Jesus fucking Christ. My fucking mouth. <laughs> so there's a character on Dragon Balls. I've never watched Dragon Ball Z, but there's a character named Vegeta. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that written before I ever heard it. So I spent a long time calling him Vegeta. 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 You know how I would describe Dragon Ball Z? Wow. It's sapphic Sweeney Todd. <laughs> oh, so just like fried green tomatoes. <laughs> I want to see how many properties we can attach this same conversation <laughs> to. <laughs> I can only hope that fans of Dragon Ball Z come out of the woodworks to be like, actually, kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> and then it like, gives me like a really good dissertation on the ways this that it's... This character went through this arc. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's true. The journey of these two characters to be able to bond when they touch fingertips and become one strange being is a little bit similar to the way that that one character in Fried Green Tomatoes had to try to lose weight for the entire time. Their struggles were similar. And here's the training montages of both and the parallels between the two. I, listen, I'm trying. It sounded like you were going to go E.T. Yeah? When you when you talked about the two people touching fingers. That's how they... They do this thing where they like to do this like power bond to make them both more powerful. Yeah, they lean over and they touch fingertips and then they become a more powerful critter. Critter. <laughs> they they do the C from the YMCA. Yeah, kinda. yeah, but they both lean into it. Like, did they steal that for Avatar when Zuko and Aang did the dragon dance thing? <laughs> they might have. Cause well, they do fists, but yeah, but I same just, same sort of thing. I just remember I saw Avatar first and then I saw Dragon. No, I didn't see Dragon Ball. I didn't watch it, but I saw that pose in Dragon Ball. And I was like, they stole that from Avatar. Wait. Wait, one came out. <laughs> what came out 1982. Yeah. Can I get on a soapbox for a second? Please. Do either of you know about Heartstopper? No. No. So it was a webtoon which got a book deal to be graphic novels, which then became a Netflix adaptation. 
And like, whatever. It's it's like it's cute. It's about these two boys in England who fall in love with each other. Whatever. It's very. I've seen screenshots of that. Yeah, like it's really popular. It's very like cute and wholesome. It's very tame, you know. Whatever. Um, and it's got good representation. Blah blah blah. But like, I like I enjoyed the the comics and I tried to watch the show and I was so bored because like they're so like low stakes and nothing happens really in it. And I just I got I was like, how can you adapt this like very simple like story into 30 minute long episodes where like not a lot happens. Mm -hmm. So like, I just, I don't necessarily like, I, I agree that like comics can be its own medium. Like you don't need to aspire to a film adaptation. Cause like sometimes it just doesn't work very well. Right. Right. It's, it's like financial motivations aside. Yeah. I, I, it's very rare to see that where it like, it translates all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Crutch. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? What What are you trying to summon now? I'm crutching <laughs> my elbow. It's fine. I'm summoning pain. Speaking of pain. So Loki's like, ah, give me my witch back though. Seriously. And Galahad's trying to be very polite. And Galahad's like, well, she's not mine to give and she's my guest and you're my guest and you're my house and like you play by my rules in here. And Loki's just like very slowly losing his cool until finally he starts throwing a giant temper tantrum and screaming she's mine! That's my witch! And Ka'anor has come and he killed Thor and he killed Arthur and we're all fucked! And we find out that Merlin wants to go against Ka'anor as a united Everworld, but Loki wants to use Senna as a portal to escape into the old world. And they have a standoff. And David's like, as soon as they start fighting, we're going to run and no one will notice us in the fray. And then Loki backhands Galahad across the face and all the knights rush into action. And 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 Galahad gets into action. And Merlin starts... Okay, this, this part's so fucking cool. Merlin starts chanting a spell that resurrects all of the roasted animals at the table. So these like half eaten boars and pigs and deer and birds and shit come to life as these like zombies and start attacking Loki. It was the fucking coolest thing ever. It was so fucking great. That's when I was like, yeah, this book's awesome. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's all happening. And like Loki's dealing with that and he's dealing with all the knights and the men at arms that are trying to cut at him. And Galahad's, like, swinging his sword. Loki catches it in his hand and, like, lifts it up. And he, his blood's dripping on Galahad's face. And that's, like, burning him for some reason because he's got, like, ice blood or whatever. Um, and then Merlin chants another spell. And, like, the wood of the table that they're sitting at comes to life and, like, wraps Loki in the oak. And Loki grabs Galahad's sword and he pins Percival through to the floor and, like, impales him like, like Shrike. And it's awesome. Um... <laughs> And then, and then the kids are just like watching in horror. And then David tells them to run. They do. And a couple of the men at arms at the door try to stop them from leaving. And Senna grabs his hand and tells them they don't need to see their identification. They are not the droids they're looking for. Move along. And the guy moves aside and they run out of the place. So much happening. I fucking love this whole scene. It's so cool. I, 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 whatever they're paying the bouncers at this luncheon, it's not enough. Because that is a guy who is committed to his job. Like, the animals they were eating are now getting up and fighting the the Norse god. And, and he's like, no. 
<laughs> you know? You, you can't leave. Yeah. Like, I know this looks a little weird. <laughs> this is just a Tuesday for this place. I was astonished. I'm like, dude, yeah. do you understand what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like, this was like, I'm like, holy shit, Merlin. This is badass. God. It went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, as soon as yeah. Merlin resurrected those fucking dead animals, I was like, oh, this is what I signed up for. <laughs> that first description of the boar that got up with like its ribs still like exposed and its eyes missing. I was like, holy shit. I don't I don't have any goofs. Like that shit was just, it yeah, was, it was cool just so fucking like, cool. Yeah. That was so fucking rad. Yeah. And this is another plea. Also stabbing Percival. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's that's not the coolest thing that Merlin does. No. I don't know if it happens in this half of the book or the next half of the book. Oh, 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 yeah. No, I think it's next. Okay, I think, all right. I think it's yeah. cool, but yeah. okay. So the kids are running, and April is running in her long dress, and it's difficult to move, and it sucks, and why, why dresses? I hate them. Anyway, they reach a door. It's locked, and then Jaleel gets out Excalibur, a.k.a. the Kuhatch seal from the Swiss Army knife, and he cuts us through the hinges like butter, and they run outside into the sun. The top of the tower is gone. They can see a 15-foot-high Loki battling above them. Galahad's bleeding and standing on a broken wall. They can't see Merlin, but they do see the corpses of Sir Percival and Sir Kay swinging swords around, the latter of which is holding his own decapitated head under his arm. And Christopher turns to Senna, and he's like, You thought you could put a spell on Merlin? <laughs> I was like... Yes! Yeah, that is legit, like, the most hardcore wizard shit I've ever heard in my life. When you pick up your fallen allies with magic and start fighting with them. I was like, that is amazing. Have you guys seen, I haven't read it, but have you seen Stardust? Oh, yeah, like years ago. Okay. I haven't read it either, but I remember watching the movie. Okay. That was Robert De Niro, right? Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys should watch Stardust. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's related. That's all I'll say. This is just a recommendation <laughs> as an aside. <laughs> but yeah, that was yeah, that was, was easily funny. my favorite part of the book. That was she realizes yes, that correct. he's just holding his head. Oh, that's so fucking cool. So good. But yeah, that was like, like, like I said, the whole book from like the the part where you start it's like this thing this whole thing's just better yeah like it's just it's better to read yeah but yeah the minute that the 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 night corpses get up and start fighting i'm like god merlin rules also like it's a full-on like end game like like the idea of all these these people that live in this other 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 world world. world world yeah the idea of all of them fighting against this Kaanor. Who who is this Kaanor? Like, he's gonna get curb stomped. But like <laughs> Loki Loki not like buying into it. I'm like, man, he's really scared of this Kaanor. Like what is what is this Kaanor guy that he's so scared of him that he doesn't think all of this United Power would would yeah. defeat this guy. I'm like, yeah. I need to see. I need to see for myself. You know, Loki's whole point was like he ate Thor and spit out his hammer. Like he yeah. killed Arthur. Like you know, like he's killing all these like big guys that we have. But it's like you're probably just like sending them out one at a time to take care of it, and like that's not 
that's maybe not the best approach if you all need to fight together. Anyway, what were you going to say, Alex? Uh, I was just going to say that the the whole battle with Loki, like, lest you think that Loki is weak, like, there's so much more about just how powerful he is. So, like, it gets... Merlin almost gets more impressive the longer the books go on. Or he does get more impressive the longer the books go on. Because, like, you're like, oh, this is cool. He's, mm-hmm. like, crazy overpowered or whatever. No, fuck no. He's so much more impressive than you even think. It's ah, so good. I so also good. have to assume that Ka'anor's full name is Ka'anor Applegate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> also Dude. author of this book. Yeah. Oh. And that's why you can't defeat Ka'anor, because yeah. the author of this literal book has complete power. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer is the only person who's ever lost Actually, control of her characters. I am <laughs> super mad that I can't... I'm going to change my Twitter name to Ka'anor Applegate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this could get so meta, though. This could get really fucking meta. Because, that's what like, I'm... Yeah, if Ka'anor is K.A. Applegate, and like... They're, to writing the book and like yeah because like you know we only read about gods and legends in books right so like I, I, I don't know. but that was part of my when we when we got into the arthurian legend stuff that was when i thought like man you've got a lot more room than what i had originally mm-hmm. thought this thing was gonna be mm-hmm. you know there's like a whole new like section of the map opened for like possibilities of like what kind of people you're gonna find in everworld and it's so exciting and also the introduction of the dragon like also hey so now you have unicorns minotaurs Mm -hmm. like you have Mm -hmm. everything like you've opened up so many avenues now yeah this world is so cool like fuck everything else this world is amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah god damn merlin's ruthlessness and making the dead knights come back and fight is like yeah you just don't see that. If I did that on a D&D game, Tim would be like, you fucking murder hobo. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm going to continue my plea. Everybody should read Gideon the Ninth. Do it. Yay, you did it. <laughs> you did a different thing. Gideon the Ninth? Gideon the Ninth. Space lesbian necromancers. Okay. It's the fucking bomb. Some might say it's like a sapphic swingy top. <laughs> <laughs> it is sapphic. <laughs> There's probably cannibalism. <laughs> so good. That I feel like like I almost want to have like a protest sign. Like it just me standing on a corner that says fried green tomatoes is really just sapphic sweetie Todd. <laughs> but he's like, what are you protesting? I'm not really protesting anything. I'm just informing everybody. If you could stand outside of an old blockbuster store with a dilapidated <laughs> sign, it would just perfection. I kind of want that t-shirt now. (laughs) We are marketing geniuses. (laughs) I'm telling you, though, you know, you're thumbing through the movies, thumbing through the movies. You get to fried green tomatoes. You're like, nope, keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Sapphic Sweeney Todd. Well, hold on. Let me stop here. There's a lot going on here. But I'm here for it. Yep. (sighs) It's all in how you brand it. And they tried to brand it for the masses instead of what it truly was. (laughs) The original comic was called Savick Sweeney Todd. That's a good superhero name. What are your what are your powers? I 
you know what? Don't shoot it down. Like it, it still needs I, to be I'm worked not, up a little bit. Like I'm, I'm just saying, you know, let's I'm trying to leave build. a little room for growth here. <laughs> Eating just, dudes and kissing ladies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> Why do you say that? Like it's not the most perfect thing anybody's ever said, yeah, Casey. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just like this like <laughs> movie poster with this superhero of sapphic sweeney todd that's all it says on the bottom i would see that movie so fast <laughs> i came here to eat dudes and kiss ladies and chew bubble gum and i'm all out of bubble gum <laughs> i have to like pause and take a moment to make sure i say those in the right order too or else it just it gums up the yeah, whole it yeah, it just, yeah, it gums up. Ah, yeah. Tim. <laughs> Response should be like, hubba bubba. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in myself. Alex just rolled out of bed this morning. Today's a hubba bubba joke day. <laughs> I'm going to bust that one out. Yeah. Put that I'm going to shoehorn that in. <laughs> That's why I started with Savic Sweeney Todd. I was like, this is the foundation for a hubba bubba joke. <laughs> I don't teach you that at comedy school, nerds. <laughs> I don't know that. I've never been to a comedy school. They might. I don't know. I hope we find ourselves in some kind of weird situation. Like we're locked in like this like haunted like old hospital or something. And I am How just, is that a situation we wouldn't on. find ourselves yeah, yeah. in? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to. Like I am going to turn to you and I'm just going to look at you as serious as I can. I'll be like, this is the foundation for a hubba bubba joke. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. In my my superhero voice. Sapphic Sweeney Todd has really taken the long way to get around to a hubba bubba joke, though. I mean, sometimes it's about the scenery and not about the destination. (laughs) About the journey, man. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to chew on it for a while, Tim. I'm just saying. (laughs) Eating dudes and kissing ladies is the absolute perfect... Like, I just... It's fantastic. If we titled these episodes, that's what I would title it. (laughs) Who's your next horse girl? (laughs) No explanation. Yeah, no explanation. Shall I do a seven minute outro? Just for Tim? Yes. Just for Tim. And clock starts now. Go. If you want to tell us what you think is Sapphic Sweeney Todd-esque, <laughs> email me at anonymousanonymous at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Anonymous Anonymous or join our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, where we talk about underground Sapphic Sweeney Todd, I guess. <laughs> uh, or Twitter at Anonymous Anon, Instagram at Anonymous Anonymous, and we are Apple Grant Book Club on most of those places except for where we're Apple Grant cast because of character limits of Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. Fucking. Thanks, Twitter. Elon. L- limiting character growth is a terrible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. If you want to discuss further Sapphic Sweeney Todd attributes and related media, you can come to our Discord server. And maybe by the time you get to our Discord server, there will be a separate channel titled <laughs> Sapphic Sweeney Todd. Can that one be mine? <laughs> yes. Tim's Sapphic Sweeney Todd corner. Tim presents Sapphic <laughs> yes. Sweeney Todd. Yes. <laughs> no one 
That cannot be mine. No one would post in that. They would just <laughs> I go would to that one and be like, exclusively in that. I'll be like, I have no idea what to do in this channel. With this channel. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? So yeah, uh, hit us up on any of our socials if you want to join that experience. Our Discord server, where we are and Tim is. Yep, at Two Lime, in our Discord at yep. Remo Beware on Twitter. Yeah. Those are not all the places you can find Tim. I'm taking a wild left swing. I'm changing up our whole outro. Tim, where else can I find you? You can find me on a podcast called Horse Girls, which is horsegirls.club. And you could, that's with Alex and Jenna. And then you can find me on a podcast called Late Starters. Uh, at Late Starters, I think that one is. I don't remember. Whatever. Y'all know. Y'all know where to find Just <laughs> go to Alex's stuff and then go from there. Uh, but that one's with Alex and Casey and Austin, and it's a ton of fun. And everybody should go listen to both those things because they're great. Correct. Yes. They're amazing. And you know what's more amazing is Casey and her webcomic that she draws. Tell me more about it. That thing is... I, w- I wouldn't describe it as sapphic Sweeney Todd, but <laughs> it is... Uh, boys in love with each other. So, you know. It's still fun. Uh, so that's called B-Side U. You can check that out at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-Comic.com. Top of some webtoons. Free to read. Go to Patreon.com slash KCD Studios if you want to give me money. That's what I know. Yes. If you want to, as they say in Sweeney Todd, give Casey alms for a miserable woman. <laughs> oh, no. Alms are nature's balms. <laughs> for bones? They, they bring calm. Com bombs. Com bombs. Com bombs. Um, com bombs. <laughs> Benedict's. Com bomb patch. <laughs> no. Oh. Anyways, if you go to patreon.com slash KCD Studios and you give Casey alms, combo bombs, uh, <laughs> then for only eight. Thousand and six hundred and seventy-two and fifty-eight cents of them, you can get the Slater cast where we discuss all things Slater all the time. That's Dan and I. We definitely do that, and we live in the Dan van because we've made terrible financial decisions. And he's asked me to stop telling you about our Dan van, but I won't because it's my home. I won't stop, not ever, not now. That's what I know. But Alex, there's one more show. That we haven't spoken of that we need to. What is that one that you're on? Oh, well, it was supposed to be anonymous, but I guess I'll tell you it's Dungeons and Dragon Beams. That's our Animorphs D&D show that we do with Jenna of Horse Girls. It's not really anonymous. It's just the you can't tell you who we are or where we live. It's not really anonymous, Tim. I was really confused because I thought this one was the anonymous one. (laughs) It is. This one is the anonymous one. Yeah. But the other one is, I can't tell you my name or where I live, except we tell you all those things. Because <laughs> it is D&D, so. Pacific Heights with an S. Pacific Towers. Pacific Towers, that's what it was. P-A-S-I-F-I-C, Pacific Towers, my favorite thing of all time. Because my my beautiful GM, Austin, has sometimes fights with words, and they don't win. But I do. Uh, yeah, so I do that show with Austin and Nate and Jenna of Horse Girls with one L at Jenna Chill. I'm just going to plug Jenna <laughs> Chill now. I don't know what's happening to me. 
Uh, yeah, so that's that show. It's cool. We're idiot teenagers with death wishes that go and touch all the animals and pet them and boop their snoots and Aww. sometimes get bitten by them. Oh. Sometimes get yeah. mauled by them. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, hmm. I, this whole time, I really thought it was a goof that Dan was saying it was a seven minute out. That took seven minutes. Yeah. No, that's, Dan's that's got it on leg- Yeah, that's a legit thing. Yeah. It's not a goof. It's not a goof. Yep. We're serious here at Animorphs Anonymous. <laughs> we have an exact script that we follow every single time, exactly. and we hit that seven-minute yeah. mark. Yep. If you take more than seven minutes on your outro, you're stuck that way. Yeah, and then we're just doing outro forever. <laughs> <laughs> we can never stop. Well, better end it before we get nothlitted into this outro. <laughs> Outlitted. There's nothing. What? <laughs> Bye. Bye.